This is the Busy Mama podcast. I'm Ebony Forsyth and in this podcast I'm unearthing the stories that lie beneath some of Australia and New Zealand's favourite mother-made brands we know and love. Like birth stories but brand stories. This podcast won't be about haranguing the hustle but keeping it real when it comes to the beautiful chaos that is creating and managing brands, babies and everything in between. These are the stories of creation, ones to inspire, ones to celebrate, and ones to build connection from. You are listening to episode 10, the story of Rebecca Mayer, creator of the brand Mian & Co, mother of Seb, Oliver, and Coco. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Um, do you want to give a bit of a summary on who you are and what you own and what you've, yeah, where you're at right now? Yeah, so I'm the owner of Mian and Co. Um, we were previously Ladi Da Kids back in the day, so we've been going for 12 years now. I started it after our second child was um, born, but was also looking for something because I was in corporate fashion. So I was actually a buyer for Cotton On and wow. we don't have family close by. So mm. the juggle of what we we're going to do when our second child came along was real. And um, that kind of started the um, creative juices going in, like looking for avenues of, something to pursue and we're looking for a niche at that time Mm. my son had really bad eczema my oldest son who was two at the time and we were struggling to find natural fibers in anything so from toys Mm -hmm. all the way through and he had he still gets eczema today but he had it so bad that he would get staph infection um into it and so that sent us down the natural route of trying to find natural clothing um natural toys which is how we started because obviously they our kids were really big toy lovers and everything was made of tiny synthetics and um and and that's really how it was born so the market's changed a lot in 12 years there was nothing on the market back then compared to now even natural clothing wasn't being produced in baby's wear so um yeah yeah, it evolved a lot in that time which is pretty amazing to be honest yeah Yeah. oh my gosh what a story you've got to tell (laughs) so exciting so for you do you want to go right back to like before kids before like la-di-da kids as well like before everything like um yeah early career days where were you and how what was life like yeah, so I grew up in a really small country town on the Murray River. Um, so we had a pretty simple childhood. Um, my mum used to make a lot of our clothes back then um, and I grew up wanting to get into fashion. Um, at first up, I wanted to get into journalism, did some work experience at Marie Claire magazine and then um, decided that I'd pursue the whole fashion thing. And I went to RMIT. At that stage, it was only two university degrees. And so I headed off from the country and moved to Melbourne and did my degree. And then after my degree, I headed over to London. So followed the dream to, um, yeah, look then. And at that stage, you weren't allowed to work in your career. And so after a year of being in London, they changed the rules and I was able to get a job 
in London in the fashion industry, which was incredible. Mm. And um, and I stayed there for five years. So I ended up being sponsored by the company that I was working for in kidswear and ended up staying five years. And that's mm. where I met my husband as well. So yeah, right. yeah. yeah so he's from London. He's actually South African. So he was oh, on the wow. there as well. Yeah. Um, so we both we both landed similar times and yeah, um, yeah and we met and yeah and the rest is history I guess yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we both had a massive passion for travel and we were both we both got sponsored to stay because we were both only on the two-year working visa so we're really lucky back then that we both were in careers that we both were sponsored to stay as well because sponsorship wasn't really easy to come by either so um which was incredible yeah so we stayed there for five years and um I learned so much in that time, had an incredible um, company that I worked for and, yeah, yeah. I learned so much. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So then after London for five years, um, we headed back to Australia and then got back into the industry here. So worked for an account manager for Maya at the time and then I had my first child and, then at that stage it wasn't very easy to get part-time work in the industry so mm-hmm. I was told that I needed to come back full-time um, and that was yeah. the other way to come back and at the time Cotton On had started up their kids wear department and we were looking to move out of the city and bring our kids up more in the country, country. and so yeah. that opportunity arose and we moved to Geelong where we are now and yeah I started as a part-time buyer there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So was it an easy move for your husband to come to Australia? Did you have to convince him? Uh, No, he (laughs) he fell in love with it pretty quickly, actually. I actually probably would have stayed a little bit longer in London because I was really happy in um, my work. I absolutely loved my position. Um, But he his companies got bought out by different people. So his job was changing. And um, we also went through the immigration process into Australia, which was actually quite complex to yeah. get the partner visa. So mm. we started that process. We At that stage, we'd been together five years. So, and been living together as well, which helped. Yeah. But it was still complex. So wow. still medical things and lots that were involved in that process yeah. for him to come out to Australia. So we started the process not knowing how long it would be um and we've heard now it's actually a lot longer for people it's even longer now the wait time so yeah 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 Yeah. so and then we just worked off that like if we got the visa then we would do it we we still had the opportunity to stay in London if we needed to Mm. um, and yeah, and then we travelled through South America for a few months on the way home, which was incredible. And yeah. 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 Yeah, and so kids were something you talked about for when you got back to Australia? About. Yeah, um, my sister has Down syndrome and my mum was only yeah. in her early 30s when she had her. So yeah. for me, in my head, I had that I wanted to have kids in my 20s. Yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted to be younger. And yeah. so I've had kids in 20s and 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so I've spread them out. But, um, yeah, like it was a real thing that I wanted to have kids younger as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Is your sister older or younger than you? She's 10 years younger. So, oh, wow. 10 years yeah. younger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So she's 10 years younger and she lives independently now. She's yeah. pretty self sufficient, but yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, how, what was the time difference between getting to Australia and having your first bubba? It was only two years. Yeah. It was or two, two and a bit years. Um, and it actually took me that long off the pill to fall pregnant as well. So, yeah, we were trying but not trying, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we were flying and um, my husband actually really wanted to get married first and I was, like, keen <laughs> to have babies. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then I was actually on a trip to China at the time when I found out I was pregnant, I thought because there was a few of us traveling together for work, and yeah. there was a few of us that were sick, and they'd taken us to a clinic there, and they said, "Is there a chance you could be pregnant?" And I was like, "Yeah, there is a slight chance I could be pregnant, but I don't <laughs> think I was." And then that's how I found out. Oh my god, I was pregnant was on a working trip to China, um, <laughs> seeing factories, the smells and the horrendous sickness. Um, yeah. So, yeah, other people were getting needles to stop them from um, vomiting and I had to say that, yeah, that lasted a fair while when we got back That because oh. I had really crazy morning sickness. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and everyone knew that I'd been sick on the trip. So, yeah, that kind of got me by for oh my goodness. Me a little bit of time before I <laughs> tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would have been a wild trip. It was. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, at this point you were working for Cotton On Kids, were you? I was there? working for Maya at that Maya, time. Maya, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, so I was full-time um, working for them. So I was in account yeah. manager to Maya. It was CK Clothing, so it was a wholesale company at the time. Um, I actually loved that position. And, yeah, and that's when I fell pregnant with my first son. So mm-hmm. the industry was a little bit, has evolved a little bit since then, um, but a lot of it was you need to come back full time. Yeah. And um, and at three months, Cotton On had started doing Cotton On Kids. Um, so it was really new to Cotton On. And they had a part-time position going and I applied for it. And, yeah, and that's how I started there basically yeah wow so this is three months postpartum are you saying it was three months postpartum yeah and the other problem was in Melbourne I'd had my son on a waiting list for childcare we didn't have family around so they're like oh it's going to be like at that stage it was three to four years um and we were like what are we going to do like in that time I guess like so much has changed in that time like you know businesses are so yeah. much more accessible to start and things like that totally um, yeah it was, it was different back then and yeah and then that position came up so we just we were looking for a sea change anyway we really wanted to be close yeah. to the ocean mm. um, my husband had been brought up by the ocean and I'm I love water so whether yeah. it was a river or an ocean or yeah I love being close to the and Me that was too. a huge passion for us to bring up our kids close to yeah, water, water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I agree with that yeah yeah 
there's mm. so much that comes from that. It's, yeah. it's uh, I don't know. And I walk around a river close by here in Geelong and it reminds me of the Murray River. Like it's, it's yes. like a piece of home. home. That, yeah. Yeah. It's very grounding and it's so grounding. I think that's that's what it is. And it has this certain, yeah, feel. It um, does. Yeah, it's hard to describe. Or a tranquility and mm. it's um Something only I've appreciated a lot later is that being as close to nature um, as possible and how deeply rooted that is from someone that has grown up. Totally. Yeah, you would have probably felt that desire to have that again for your own children to be able to connect. Yeah, freedom just to explore, build um, tree houses. And um, I mean, the nearest McDonald's for us was three hours away and services that we had to do. There was no internet back then. So it was like a mile um, direct or something like that. Mail (laughs) or the catalog to get your clothes or you would go to the city once a year. Like, so it was that, you know, the n- nearest movie theatre was two to three hours away. So it was wow. very, it was a very different childhood to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so different, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. But so creative too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that space to be creative mm. as kids, yeah, was pretty incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So how old's your son today? So what's... So, yeah, so we've got a, I've got three kids. So I've got a 15-year-old, I've got a nearly 13-year-old, and I've got a six-year-old that's just started school. So we had a yeah. big gap in big there, gap. Yeah. which was the business when we started the business. Yeah. <laughs> and time has kind of got away um, from us. And then we had, um, yeah, a third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, your first son's 15 now. Yes. Yes, so, so this is 15 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and the business started just after our second son was born. Um, so, yeah, it's been running about twelve years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So let's let's go back. So when um, between yeah the cotton on kids journey, when did that transition into the second bubba? Yeah. So I was there for two years and doing the juggle um, of daycare with our other with our oldest so you ended up getting in getting into daycare yeah so down in Geelong so at the start I was commuting from Melbourne which was an hour with him to get into daycare down here but Melbourne was almost impossible to Mm. he was doing the commute with me and then I did that for six months I was like we need to find somewhere to live down Mm. here because that was too hard for like a little baby and routines and yeah, yeah all those things. And I was still breastfeeding as well. So I yeah. could go at lunchtime and yeah. breastfeed him. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty hectic. I look back and go, that was crazy. That was like, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then I got pregnant. So there's a two year gap between our eldest and our second and, when that happened, because there was a lot of travel that started to come up. It was when Cotton On were just starting to go yeah. international. So mm-hmm. we were having to go on trips overseas. And that was a real juggle because my husband would have to take holidays. We didn't have family around and that mm. was getting more and more. And so that was getting more and more difficult to manage mm. with more children, um, all of those things. So, um, wow. that's, yeah, that's it was crazy. very 
That's mm. a lot. It was yeah. a lot. And how did yeah. you feel as a new mum, though? Like, how did you find that? Honestly, overwhelming because he had really bad colic as well. Yeah. Um, he was lactose intolerant. So wow. yeah. even the first three months, he screamed mm. all night and we didn't realise, like, we just thought that babies cried. We didn't realise that there was something mm. um, wrong until three months and then I think he'd had a stint of screaming for two to three hours and I was like this is this just doesn't feel right um mm. and he had it quite severe so um mm. there's a lot of gut health stuff that's been done um because my second daughter had it as well but how they treated it 10 years ago to now was very different as yeah. well which was yeah. pretty incredible that um yeah there's so much more information out there yeah totally yeah, yeah. And, and even understanding gut health and all of that kind of stuff so yeah 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 amazing yeah well 15 yeah 15 years ago mm. yeah there's a lot like I even think I've got a younger brother who um had yeah his own set of things and I just love like in just talking to my mum about how the help that she got with that sort of stuff and that was yeah 20 years ago is another five on top of that and the same when you look into the same issues now the yeah information available and the the way you can access the information with the internet um is just like we are actually so lucky as mothers at the moment having the access to all the all the information all the different professionals um at our fingertips it's actually really incredible when you think about it it is, and I think mm. in social media, mums sharing on social media and being able to reach out to other mums that are going through similar Sharing experience. Like I think um, because in my mother's group that I was in in Melbourne, they were all in their 40s and I was in my 20s. So I mm. felt that really difficult to associate. Like they were talking yeah. about private schools and I didn't even know where I was going to live. We yeah. were at completely different stages. And yeah. so that was really difficult. Whereas now I think you've got a lot more access to online things that, yeah. you know, you can reach out to different people and mm. they're such incredible tools for good. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, yeah. And even research, researching those things to be mm. able to research those things and get that information from other people that have experienced that is pretty yeah. incredible as well. Yeah, yeah. It's totally something we all take for granted at the moment. Yeah. 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 So it's really especially gut health, I mean, how many babies have had colic and, yeah. you know, the advice back then was to wean your baby and all put, really? put drops in and so it was really different. And we went back and saw the same paediatrician 12 years later with our daughter because we'd had that history. Yeah. And the advice was so different. Um, oh. So much more you can do with, like, supplementation and, mm. you know, um, small tongue ties and osteo. Mm. There's so many resources out there to mm. help, which I didn't know as a first-time mother. And it's not really through your maternal health nurse. That stuff's not really promoted or mm. really. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that those next time you kind of know the journey and you have more confidence in your parenting too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. You've seen like quite a, like a big range of, yeah, that age gap. You've seen a lot of different sides of parenting that way. It's pretty incredible, yeah, what we have access to now. I think as mums, even in remote, more probably for remote area mums that don't have access, 
to, um, you know, living in the country, growing up in the country, yeah. especially with a sister that had Down syndrome, like mum had yeah. to travel for all access to those things, whereas now you've got so many, yeah. you know, you can have Zoom meetings or Zoom therapy or, you know, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so many incredible things, I think. There's yeah. so much good stuff to come from yeah. technology as well. Yeah. 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 And even social media, like the amount of um, incredible just information available like on our feed, like from amazing professionals online just to get your brain ticking like, oh, there's that, that could be a thing. Um, and then to be able to investigate further and ask questions and it's just Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think that's the thing um, is asking the questions, you know, if mm-hmm. there's other ways and understanding that and knowing that we are responsible for our own health and our kids' health as well, mm-hmm. you know, for that mm-hmm. journey would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you go? So did you end up like that first time around with your first yeah. son? Um, did you end up weaning? What What did you do? Yeah, so after four months, he ended up, um, we ended up having to wean him. Yeah. Um, and we went on to a lactose-free formula because he had it quite um, severe that his follicles didn't develop, which I think it's quite common for mm-hmm. babies in those first three months. Now we understand for my daughter the second time around, <clears throat> sometimes they can develop and sometimes they can't. So a lot of babies do have that immature gut and yeah. so then they grow into it. So yeah. like it's common for babies to have that colic initially. Yeah. But he wasn't one that grew out of it and mm. um, still at six months he was having issues and I would say that's where a lot of his eczema and things like that with that dairy intolerance and stuff like that, he still has issues yeah. still today with those things. So mm. it's better managed, but, yeah, um, yeah it's, ah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, you weaned at four months. Yeah. So yeah. you started daycare at three months, weaned at four yeah. months. Yeah. And the other thing I think was because our boys had lots of issues with um, ears, grommets, tonsils out, which we had both yeah. our boys had those issues. Mm. Um, but then that could have, like I think now third time around, maybe that could have been going into public swimming pools earlier. We started the swimming thing early and things like that, whereas I probably would have waited as we did third time round. Um, Mm -hmm. And we found that we didn't have the same issues with ear infections and things that we had first time round as well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's all a journey. It's all a journey. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Yeah. So. So and did you find, were you able to really, like, did you enjoy your work? Was that something that you felt like was um, filling up your cup from, like, being able to have a break from motherhood or is that was it more of a, tar- like, a um, a difficult thing to drop at um, daycare and try and switch off? great on? question. I think, I think the battle <clears throat> to be a mum and to to have a career has always been a thing for me. I think mm-hmm. having something outside motherhood and still keeping my identity has been really important. Yeah. Um, finding the balance is really difficult though. Mm-hmm. Um, those two. Even now it's really quite challenging to find the right balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I worked with some incredible women that had worked throughout and 
they gave great advice about guilt and things like that. So it was like, yeah. you know, you have so much guilt that first time around yeah. um, about what you're doing or, you know, and I think even being on the other side now and having a 15-year-old, he's he doesn't have those, he has fond memories of those things. So it's not, yeah. Um, yeah, and we've still always prioritised family even though we've still worked and had family as well. So yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. cotton on kids. Tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the um accessories buyer there for a little way, little while doing footwear and things like that. I'd never done that before. Um or yeah. that had always worked in kids wear. <clears throat> um when I was in London it was kids wear and then Maya was doing kids and babies as well. Mm-hmm. And so accessories was a new challenge and it was pretty much um going overseas and finding suppliers and working out different things that we could do for kids. Um, and it wow, was what a job. Yeah, it was actually really fun. Um, the kids' team was incredible there. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was actually really fun. Um, yeah. yeah. And I learned so much. It was very different to all the other companies I'd worked for as well. Yeah. Cotton On was quite small back then. Um it was brand new kids was brand new when I started there so yeah I think it's a very different company now I think it's grown a lot yeah yeah um yeah no it was great it was really good yeah amazing so when did um when did what's the age gap then with your second so two years it was two years and then um when I fell pregnant with our second one the cogs started ticking about how am I going to do this? Like yeah. there was travel involved, how are we going to juggle all this? Um, and that's when change really needed to happen and mm. that was the catalyst for looking to start our own business. And by that stage we, I'd already kind of sussed out a niche that, um, yeah, for natural clothing and natural toys mm. Um, we weren't doing, we didn't do clothing for a very long time because when we started, we didn't want it to be seasonal, all of those things. Um, and that's how we started with crocheted toys. And it was the very start of Instagram at that time. Yeah. Um, amazing. So who had the eczema? Was it your first or second? First. First, he had the eczema. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the idea had already been mulling. So when our second Mm. was I was on maternity leave and that's when it had started. We'd already been <clears throat> working with a supplier to sample some things mm-hmm. um, and got a few toys in and we just started doing markets. So that's yeah. how we started. So we pretty much travelled around to every market, which was a great way of starting the business to get the feedback from people, to yeah. establish whether there were things there. And also understanding what the market needed or wanted at the time. And so we did 12 months um, of just full-on going to markets while I was on maternity leave and just giving it a red-hot go. Um, Amazing. So this was with, like, yeah, um, toys. Yeah, toys. You were Lardy Darts? Sorry. Lardy Darts Kids. Lardy Darts Kids, yeah. Yeah. So Lardy Darts Kids for three or four years and... Um, then we started the trademarking issue and Lardy mm-hmm. Kids is actually really difficult to trademark and we were being mistaken by a US company was tagging us and they were also a Lardy Dark Kids. Okay, yeah. So yeah. at that point, and one of our friends had said, 
have you and we were looking at different things like homewares and like whereas kids was very having kids in it was very difficult to have any other scope and so we'd already started before the trademarking issue that we might change the name and Mm -hmm. yeah so we rebranded and completely changed our name I think three or four years into the brand so yeah Yeah. yeah. and in terms of all both names what how did you get to those names like what why why lardied our kids in the first place yeah it's really funny I did a project at uni and my girlfriend actually came up with lardied our kids um yeah. the girlfriend that I was living with at the time and I just loved that name it just rolled yeah. off the tongue I thought it was a really great name for kids yeah. brand yeah um but then trademarking that was very difficult yeah. um and so Mian and Co was completely made up. We went through a Scandi um, name book and we just sat in a room and we looked at where we could get the domains and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally completely made up. So Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So the yeah. second time around was completely made up for trademarking purposes and yeah. we wanted it quite a generic name that if we wanted to do other product or evolve that we could do that. So, do whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of people don't realise that when they start businesses right. how important um, and strategic, I guess you could say, naming is. It's actually so important that you do have some unique aspect about it rather than just something that could exist in any country. Or anywhere, especially when it comes to SEO and and yeah, now Instagram getting searched, like it's actually really important. I think it's really important because you're completely onto that world stage now. Whereas back Mm. when we started, um, like we were one of the first to adopt, you know, e-commerce as well. But Mm. back then, um, like social media hadn't started either when we first started I know it's so hard to believe I cannot even imagine (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it's changed like you're completely on that global stage straight away when you launch a business and it really is so important to um make sure that the name's not too common that like if you do run into trademarking issues Mm. um yeah because we have heard trademarking issue horror stories and yeah. planes and things if you're producing overseas there's issues there too so it is really important to think about Don't that research. yeah absolutely which, when we started we didn't yeah. yeah but that's often the story because when you start out you think oh we're just gonna test it out see yeah. how it goes and like obviously that's a lot of people's mindset but yep. obviously you're starting something that it, you, you hope that it goes somewhere yeah, and absolutely the deeper you get into business, the yep. harder it is to change absolutely very important things like that. Absolutely. There yeah. is and it's a whole there's a whole rebrand strategy which we it mm. went smoothly for us, but the nerves around that, um, because we we'd heard horror stories of it not going well as mm. well. So and then we'd put things in place on our website with SEO to troll, to redirect, all those things that we had to do. Yeah, so definitely advise getting it right before because it's a lot of work to change it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Mian & Co was born. That's exciting. It was. 
So, and by that stage, we started um, pivoting a little bit more into baby's clothes and things like that. So we started baby clothing. So we had gone into toys and homewares because at the time with Insta, rooms were kids rooms blew up pretty much and so we used to create a lot of things with like floor rugs and things like that and um that's how we really grew insta was in the early days yeah Uh, was just jumping on board that trend yeah Yeah. all the seasons of instagram it's amazing when you think back it is is. and i think it was it was such um it was such a change for the business as well. Like yeah. it catapulted growth. Mm. Was Instagram around with Lady Dark Kids, or you didn't really? Wasn't we really. Just started with Lady Dark Kids. Yeah. Um, so we were really early adopters of. We try and be early adopters of social media. Yeah. I think that platform was one that we jumped on really early. Yeah. Um, it's so much harder to grow now. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that organic was just so incredible being able to, you know, test things and yeah, get that market validation and learn and grow and, yeah, it yeah. was pretty incredible. And from a business point of view, how did you go finding time? Like what was the transition like between being a someone employed and working in your business did you did you just quit and go full into like was it during the light of our kids stage or were you doing yes so how was that I transition was 12 months maternity leave and I was going to go back but the role yeah. was going to be still pretty intense so I was working mm-hmm. part-time but still working a lot of those days off as mm-hmm. well and so I remember the day letting go of that was like physically feeling sick. Um, (laughs) So taking that leap um, felt like huge. And because we were also signing up to putting everything back into the business for like four to five years as well, not taking a salary out of the business. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which was a really scary leap with two small children. yeah, but we managed to do it and, um, yeah, yeah, and so glad we did. Yeah, um, definitely. And then your partner, is he also intertwined with the same business or did he have his own job? Yeah. yeah, so he was still working um, a job for the first few years and then he came on board with, um, like, he's really good at IT. Oh, cool, great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. more than creative, so yeah. he we got very different skill sets so he would he would come home from his job and help me with things at night because we'd get the kids down to bed and then we would work through to crazy hours I don't even know how we did it because I had two under two at home as well as doing the business but we had a great little routine um yeah we would get (laughs) we would get um deliveries um I remember the delivery driver rocking up to deliver stock and we had it in our garage at the time and our whole front yard would be covered in boxes and I'd have two kids running around like it was just chaos I I don't even know how we got through it but we (laughs) did Um, yeah those are the best stories though they are and you know what I loved the startup stage I really loved that um initial stage with the kids around and the kids have really grown up alongside the business as well yeah um you know our 15 year old will pack in the warehouse now and 
he's really asked a lot of questions around it and yeah it's they've really grown up alongside it which is pretty incredible so yeah, yeah. totally yeah. Yeah. yeah um that's incredible so how old were you kids would have been in that that phase when you switched to Mianco then yeah so they were one and three one and three yeah, yeah. <laughs> wild yeah yeah, yeah. That was yeah. wild. And they were two very active boys, which mm-hmm. I found really full on. So, like, we but we had a great little routine. We'd get up early because they were early risers. They were 5 a.m. risers. Mm-hmm. And go to that we'd have to get to the park, rain, hail or shine, so they could, like, run that energy off. And yep. we'd do a post. I'd come back, pack some orders. We'd do a post. Like, yeah, we we – yeah, it was just getting in the routine and a flow and I think we just yeah. made it work, yeah. Yeah, like, totally. Marks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing, yeah. So um, in terms of, your, like, Instagram following, it, like, blew up fairly early or did you have to yeah, work for it? it did blow up fairly early. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, and that really grew our business was probably that growth. Yeah. Um, but we also quickly learned that, you can't be reliant on one platform as well when they change algorithms and things yeah. like that. So, um, and then that means diversifying into other things. I mean, that was a big lesson for us not to rely that it can change. Really yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of like the business, like early days as well, how did you go? Did you wear all the hats? Did you outsource much in terms of like website design? Like did you, how much did you do yourself? We did all of it ourselves to start wow. off with, um, yeah. between the two of us. So that's mm-hmm. when the late nights came, came in, um, yeah. late nights. And it was us for a very long time. Um, we got to the stage where we had to move it out of home because we we're in a really small house we're st- we still live in our um first ever house yeah. but it was overflowing with boxes we actually couldn't move and so there was a cheap shop that came up in the front um in Geelong town there was a lot of people leaving the CBD and they were offering cheap rent so we took that up as a um shop warehouse that became everything and got the business out of the home about a year after um the rebrand yeah yeah Yeah. working from home and leaving the job and everything so and I think when we had that space it just kind of when you get it out of home Mm. it elevates it but it also separates it a little bit which I think yeah 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 especially especially product based like packing like I can only imagine how chaotic that would get yeah it does get (laughs) <laughs> at that stage we were mainly wholesale so it would be yeah. lots of really big orders and um at that point of our business we flipped to we started doing trade shows which made our business predominantly wholesale based yeah and a few years into that we flipped it back to e-commerce based yeah. because obviously margins on handmade toys was getting lower and lower mm-hmm. um, and more difficult to manage as well, producing bigger runs and things like that. So because mm-hmm. we work with um, a women's and a men's group and that was getting smaller as well in the skill set. Obviously in China with the one China policy, 
um, there was push for their kids to be doctors and lawyers and so that handicraft um, wow. was slowly dying out. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And which I guess that has here in Australia too. Like yeah. um, we had library bags that they asked for the kids' daycare and I remember taking on, I think it was, 40 and then they're like no one else could sew up um these bags could you take on another 40 and I was like no problem but like (laughs) again it's I think it is a skill that's you know dying out here Mm. as well um Mm. yeah my gosh the things you think about yeah that's amazing Mm. so so you were still doing toys and it like homeware like style products at this point when did the fashion come in that is a good question I don't remember what year we launched that in I can't remember exactly we started with a small baby's range Mm -hmm. um and then it kind of evolved from there and in the last three years we've added women's wear as well with people seeking out natural fibres and that kind of just evolved from people asking for yeah. it. Mm. Um, yeah, which I think is still, we're still purely all natural fibres so we don't sneak any polyesters or anything into it which can be challenging mm. design sometimes as well but we have stayed true to that all natural fibres from, yeah, from that beginning, from toys all the way through to our clothing. So, yeah. 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 And in terms of the designs as well, like in terms of like the designing, is that something you do as well? Like is this? Yeah. So I'm still doing all the design work. Um, Yeah. And I've done it all the way through. It's kind of a Wow. Yeah. So which is a big job, Um, especially when it gets to pet pack seasons um and things like that um yeah sometimes I just work from home and take myself away from everything else Mm. because we're still a really small team so there's five of us in the office and we have two that work remotely so I think Mm. our insta following um we're still quite a small team yeah yeah definitely oh my gosh you've had so many seasons of we have yeah, business and yeah, yeah. Like, wow. and I think yeah. we've evolved it with our family as well. And I think yeah. um the aim was never to um create a global domination business or have it like it was more to inter like the reason we got into it was to give our family the balance to be able to yeah you know, out of industries where we're both having to work full time to be able to go to our kids' school things if we need mm. to. Um, and I know it's evolved a lot now, but mm. back when we were with our oldest two, it was very challenging to find those part-time roles, particularly as women in, mm. in the fashion industry. Um, and so that was the whole reason for yeah. starting as well so yeah yeah did you ever think you would be a business owner in this way like was that a, like when you were younger did you ever look ahead and think eventually I'd like to do that or was this just like something completely out of the park yes and no like my my dad always had his own business um yeah and so like and my mum was a nurse so we had that like we had one or the other parent always mm. around, which is similar to us as well because we don't have 
grandparents close by like I've got grandparents four hours away and then overseas so Mm. um it it makes those things challenging when you don't have family around and then one of us always wanting to be there for the kids so Mm. and when we were working more corporate positions that was really difficult to do like even getting time off to be able to go to Mother's Day things were difficult back then yeah yeah um I think that's where it really changed for us and then seeing other parents battle with that as well and then Mm. wanting something different. So it really, um, and there's been seasons where we don't feel like we've got the balance. You know, sometimes the business needs us more, sometimes the kids need us more, but we have been able to push and pull with what we want as well. I guess that is a part of the flexibility, isn't it? You can do what what needs the attention. That's right. The you might yeah. have to go to the school play, but you might have to work to 11 o'clock at night or, you know, yeah. there are payoffs. But mm. I think what's not talked about in business is the time freedom that you get and that's what we value over money. Anything else. So, yes. um, and that's what the business has bought us is yeah. that freedom. And so that's yeah. for us that was the real pillar to start it. Yeah. That is the, that's where the value is in this change. Yeah. That's- yeah completely agree with that I'm in that that season right now as well and because I'm in that phase where I play all day I've got a one-year-old and we play all day and we do all the things but then I'm up till 1 30 working but I'm happy with that because that's right now and like I love my work it's not a it's not a drag to be up to that hour I could go all night it's not exactly yeah like we look at it and go, how do we do that? But then mm. I think that time has also given us what we have now as mm. well. You know what I mean? So there's totally, yeah. There's never any regrets for us. Um, and I think if you live on your own terms, what makes you happy? Yeah, I think that's the most important thing because your kids are happy. If you're happy, your kids mm. are happy as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So what change did bringing clothing in then? Like what? What made you go down that way? Was it just you're ready to spice life up a bit or? Um, we actually went through a coaching program. Um, we went through a government grant thing and they suggested that we diversify into clothing if we if it's something we wanted to. Um, at that point, the as I said, we were having issues with production, yeah. women's groups and things. We could see that that craft would probably eventually like pretty much die out. Um, wow yeah yeah so mm. it's like it, it's still possible but there was it was all hand done so it was very um and it was a very small group um mm-hmm. we we're getting it done there was um we we're having to get our products tested um their appreciation for handcraft was slowly going down too like yeah. in terms of um particularly when it's hand crocheted compared to a synthetic toy that's made on a machine um so that kind of we kind of saw the trend moving from that a little bit and um were highly highly recommended by a business coach that we look at other avenues for revenue streams and that's when we moved into clothing yeah so and did you um, just drop the toys or did you kind of was there a period or a little bit um yeah Times were very long as well. You're looking at a year from start to finish as well because you they're handmade. 
Um, getting yarns was more difficult too because you're getting different yarns. If you're only doing small quantities, then mm. it, that was making it quite difficult. So it was that supply chain was actually quite complex and hard. We looked at different countries, but we just didn't get the quality that we're getting. And then there was regulations and testing requirements for toys. Kids toys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then we just moved into clothing and started working with that. It's just evolved from there. So it's going back to the seasonality, which. I know you're probably deep into this episode, but while I have your attention, I just wanted to quickly reintroduce myself. I'm Ebby. This whole podcasting thing is a passion project and purely that, giving me the opportunity to hear and share some incredible, relatable and inspiring stories of other mamas who are also in this wild business life slash mum life, juggle, journey, whatever you want to call it. But for work, I'm actually a graphic designer slash brand designer and website designer. I absolutely nerd out on getting the privilege to bring another woman's visions for a particular project to life. If you ask my family of clients that agree that I often take the best friend approach, like I really, really value getting to know you so well that I can usually understand your visions and style more than you actually do yourself. It's a hidden talent of mine, I like to call it. And since maternity leave, I'm actually finally ready to say out loud and proud that I have the capacity to take on new clients. Yay! So if you're a business owner, want to be business owner or content creator, currently manifesting a new vision or project, I'd absolutely love to hear from you if working with a designer is something that you'd love to try. I also have just launched uh, two new packages for mini brands and mini websites, which is a super simple, professional, yet cost-effective alternative to do-it-yourself options. So check out my style on my website, www.ebby.studio. Take a look of my packages and prices and hit the apply button on my starter project form if you're keen. And if you've got something extra special or custom in mind, email me or even swing me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to hear from you. So in terms of the style, so like tell me more about the brand itself. Like do you follow a certain style? Is it just what you like? Like how do you um, keep that consistent and like where did, has it all, has it evolved over that time? evolved a little bit but we do try and keep it kind of staple so they're investments that mm. you know like that whole idea of a capsule wardrobe and just really good quality pieces that can be handed from child to child as yeah. well so quality is um and when we do a survey it's nearly one of the number one things like so many can pass their clothing from child to child so quality and that whole sustainability thing, natural fibres, is still yeah. like the cornerstone of our business. So we yeah. don't go too fashion orientated yeah. with our products. We'll introduce little prints or things that are relevant, but we try and keep it pretty simple for that reason that mm. it's kind of timeless. Timeless, and, yeah. And you go from child to child and, you know, it's, yeah, so it's that whole ethos into sustainability from design all the way through to the yarns that we use, packaging, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's quite, 
um, yeah, it's a big 360 for us. So sustainability is quite complex and, um, yeah. yeah, something we, I guess growing up in the country, some of the stuff was like second nature to us, like knowing what you, what labels you're what, like checking your labels that you are buying natural fibers, that that is going to be good quality or mm. you know, really understanding your yarns, um, understanding what are made of plastic and synthetics and, mm. you know, like, um, yeah, and keep going from there pretty much. Yeah, it's a very complicated world. It is a very complicated world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it. Oh, fa- the fashion industry as a whole is something you could talk about for a long time because I don't, um, or I did a year and a half of a fashion degree at uni. I actually quit halfway through because I was like, no, I want to do graphic design. But um, I gained a whole different perspective just from doing that like first year and a half on yeah the fast fashion industry and yeah sustainability and like I think um like our my course that I did we were forced to watch I'm not sure if you've watched it the it's a documentary called The Real Cost. Is that where over in Africa all the I think so all the different yeah aspects of it and we were forced to sit in this room and watch and I reckon we all cried. I reckon we all left crying. It was so disturbing, like in, disturbing. A, in an enlightening way yeah. um, that we are all, we just all turn this like, well, I think we're definitely getting better as a society. I mean, we've come a long way in 12 years, I have to say. Yeah. We didn't know what they, what natural fibres were when we yes. first started. Um, and I think people are becoming more conscious of it. I think Definitely. You are walking around the world, swimming in the oceans. You can see that there's more plastic than there was, you know, like in the ocean. And I think, yeah, we are, Mm. we are all responsible. We all play a part in it. We're the buyers, like Mm. the fastest growing. Yes, (laughs) not around that lately, but it is still one of the fastest growing things you know, companies in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, going back to motherhood, um, when did the third bubble come around? So, like, where was the business and how is, how is the juggle going? How are, you fe- how are you feeling in this time? Yeah, so third bubble came along just as we introduced um, women's wear. Mm-hmm. So she's six now, so about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was when our other son went back, when he started prep, it was that empty nest going, is this it? Because um, yeah. we really wanted more kids. And then I think we just got bogged down in the business. Like it yeah. was, um, and I found two, one to two really difficult. Some mm-hmm. people say they find that first one and then the second one, but I found two very active boys, very full on. Busy. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then having that gap was really good. And then we had a third and we had Coco and she was, yeah, she's she was really easy baby. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. just really slotted in really easily. But we had staffing then that I had more time. I could pop in and out. Mm. Um, we had a really good team at the time. Yeah, and so it worked really well. I think the business was at a stage where it could happen as well, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. So tell me more about growing a team. When was the first time you think thought like, okay, it's time to employ? Yeah, it was when we took the step into the first office and we started doing trade shows and things like that. Yeah. We needed somebody that was in the office. So like administration was what we first hired for. Yeah. And then graphic designer was our second, yeah, spot. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just going from there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, I love that you invested in the graphic designer second. That's really yes. cool to hear. Yeah. What kind of she jobs was, was the graphic designer she doing? Was, she was doing everything. Honestly, she was such a gem of an employee. Yeah. Um, and she, it was her first job out of college as well. Cause we were doing a little bit with the TAFE here as well. So we yeah. chatted, but, um, I was like, oh, we could hire you part-time, but if you're willing to do anything, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we could make it a full-time role. And yeah. so she did everything from visual merchandising because we ended up opening a store. Like she did everything. She was like our right-hand person. She was mm. incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. Graphic design is intertwined in just so many things and I think that's why graphic designers do end up being a bit like, yeah, they do a lot. They have a lot of different, That's, different, like, yeah, specialties. Oh, there's so much really. Like, yeah. Setting up signatures. There's the more corporate side of it. Plus mm. you've got creative. I think there's there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in terms of like when it come, came to your fashion and like prints and things, were those sorts of things that you made in-house? Yes, they yeah. are. She helped with that as well. Yeah. yeah, I have a little bit of those skills as well, but not yeah. to the extent that she did. So between the two of us, we we're always able to work things out. And she had that attitude, you know, like mm. everything we can work out. Like yeah. I would see something cool, like when videos started being introduced, how do we do that? How can we introduce that into our newsletters? And we just really worked together to work it out basically. Yeah. And it was such a good relationship yeah. yeah it sounds like you really like you said before we got onto things really quickly and that's probably been a huge part of your success too yeah yeah, yeah I think so I think being early adopters and giving things a go and I think yeah. when you're smaller you can do those things as well you yeah. know yeah to go it's um yeah and it's fun you've got to have fun along the way as yeah. well you yeah. know you sound um, like you'd be a great boss Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in terms of your employees how many like how how much did that grow like what are you what are you wearing yeah so we're still a small team so we've only got five in-house so there's my husband and myself I'm still doing on the creative we have a social media slash graphic slash everything <laughs> yeah and we've got an admin and someone in the warehouse as well. And then we've got a video editor that helps us and a graphic designer as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we're still a really small team. Um, but, yeah, everyone just kind of gets in and, like, things change so much quicker now than what they did when we first. Yeah. Like, we ran a six-month promotional calendar and I'm pretty much all go, whereas now it's like, yeah. You know, it's a couple of months. You'll loosely do out a six to 12 month calendar, but it evolves pretty quickly. So, yeah. 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 It's incredible. Like, um, well, like, how old was, how old would your business be? 15? Is, uh, 12, 12. 12, sorry. Yeah, 12. Yeah. That, like, when you think of the scheme of like, um, just the way technology has evolved, you've had a business over that, like, 
<laughs> that period of time. Yeah. So like in a, in a business scheme, you've seen huge change. Yeah, and so many good things. Like I think the barriers to get into business, like while social is harder, there's so many more tools out there now mm. for you. The same as like with parenting, all those technology things have brought incredible tools and forums and mm. all those kind of things for sharing, whereas you used to go to a trade show or a market or things like that and it would be people sharing. Mm. Um Whereas now you've got so many more tools from home that you can use as well, which I think mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So how did it go? Um, like I suppose with your with your last um baby girl, she so she's six now. Um mm. you did you have did you give yourself more of a break? So you I had your employees? Myself. Yeah, I did yeah. give myself more of a break and um, she was pretty much, we had a cot, we were renovating our house at the time, so we had a cot in the warehouse as well yeah. to come and Coming I up. would go there to get out <laughs> of the house. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she she just really fitted in. I don't, yeah, it just evolved and then she started a couple of days of daycare which gave me a few full days at yeah. um home and then yeah it just kind of went from there but it definitely worked a lot better the balance was a lot better as well Mm -hmm. and you knew what to expect in a way were you expecting a colicky baby again yeah she was colic I think we had the gap and then you go back and you're like whoa I forgot what those first six (laughs) weeks are like um those sleepless nights um and yeah but it was it was a very short period for her, whereas the boys didn't sleep a night for the first two years. So, yeah, yeah they yeah. were hard sleepers. They're yeah. great sleepers now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's insane that you went through all of that in the years of starting your, like, business. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I think I think when you're younger, it's different too. I think you have... Um, I don't know how we survived, mm. you know, like with all those things, but you do have that exuberant energy and um, it's excitement like for what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. drives a lot. I think Huge. you really, like when people say it sounds so cliche, but when you love something, like you don't, re- it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And it's such a blessing when you find your thing. It is, I think. And that's yeah. where we're with our boys now, like they're starting to look at subjects for lettering. I just yeah. want them to find something that they're passionate about, that they love. Like yeah. it's a really, um, yeah, it's actually a really cool journey because after you've managed staff and things like that and seeing yeah. them get to that stage, you want yeah. them to play their passions as well. Like, yeah. Totally. Tell me more about that aspect of motherhood. Like, yeah. Grow- growing older kids like how are you feeling about that honestly it's it's more it's challenging in different ways um yeah and I've heard people say that but it is challenging in different ways because there's more conversations that you need to have it's more emotionally I think you're more emotionally involved with it as opposed Mm. to little kids that um, you know, you'll have a million more conversations. But as you're getting down to the final three years, you're like, 
you want them to be good human beings. So there's mm. conversations that you can't let leave or yeah. go, we can yeah. catch up later. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's almost like you're there helping to guide them, but they're also super independent as well. So yeah. really hard as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. dreading that. I'm such an emotional, yeah. emotional person. I don't know how I'm going to cope with all of that. Yeah. But there's also so much beauty in it too. Yeah. It, you know, you can have those conversations and then when you see it come back to you, you're like, wow, you actually yeah. got on board even though you're like playing it cool. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, which is really amazing, I think. Yeah. 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 And you're, because you've got your 15-year-old, but you've also got your six-year-old. You probably yes. feel still like you've got that connection to that younger, yes. like, yes. yeah, that mo- mothering a younger child sort of still. Yeah. Um, so you don't probably feel that grief of moving in away from that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Find, I find that challenging sometimes because our six-year-old does command a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that one-on-one time with the boys, they're always being pretty easygoing. But yeah. I find that there's certain conversations that they're, they're wanting to have now that, you know, the six-year-old will try and hijack. So it's like trying <laughs> to make sure that you've got the time for all three kids. Mm. Yeah, I feel like their needs have probably grown and so that's a challenge with the, yeah, different age groups. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of your time, like from have since having her um, mm. to like now, it, as a mother, like have you been able to, give yourself more time or you really still hands in the business yeah absolutely like I've had some health things since I had her I hit menopause after I hit her and thyroid quite a few things it was like a hormone crash that I came in after her that's taken so long to figure out wow that was so self-care has almost had to become a non-negotiable as well and I think it's just you know, like I think when you hit that stage, it's so important, any stage, I think. Mm. And I was, I constantly put myself on the back burner, but now I go for my walks every day. I'll have mm-hmm. an hour out. Yeah, like that stuff I really prioritise now. Awesome. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's amazing. It's so important and we don't do enough and it's not promoted enough for mums and it's really hard to get that time when you're in the thick of it with little ones totally and literally yeah (laughs) and I don't know about you but like with when you've got your passion which is your work you want to put your spare time there like it's kind of like there's no time to like do all the nice like self-carey stuff it's like it's if I've got time my hands are on a keyboard yeah, I think the seasons. I think yeah. that, I think it's surrendering to those seasons and not having guilt around those seasons. I think mm. it, as long as you're doing things that you love and align with your family, I mm-hmm. think it's like felt the guilt. Is yeah, such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, huge. One thing that I've loved, which someone told me not that long ago, which was the best advice, which I just go by now, is just put your time where you feel pulled to, where the passion is. Just do that in that moment. As a mum, you can get so caught up in what's the right thing to do right now. Totally. And instead of being so caught up in that because that's where the guilt comes from, if you're not doing this, I should be doing that, should be doing this, just do what feels good right now and just do that in this moment Like, and don't worry about anything else. And that's what I just keep going back to. <laughs> Whatever feels good right now. 
it's quite often you're subscribing to other people's stuff that you know brings mm. that on as well and mm. I think yeah you've just got to follow that I think it's the best advice totally totally so as um you've got your third baby how does how does your business change and grow has have you found it really steady obviously over the last six years lots have happened in the world like mm-hmm. COVID and um obviously the Instagram algorithm how did that affect you yeah, the Instagram algorithm and the bushfires really affected us. Bushfires? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and which was just before COVID as well. Mm-hmm. So that was um, a period in our business because that combined was difficult to navigate. And then we had COVID. Um, but COVID was, that initial hit was very scary, like for mm. everyone. And then um, it was quite good for us if I'm really honest, and yeah. Yeah, the business has been on a trajectory since then. So Yeah, yeah. So why were the bushfires so pivotal for you? What was, was you affected or customers, your customers? A lot of customers in those areas. Um, yeah. But even though we're Geelong Surf Coast based, we have a lot in Melbourne, Sydney and the coastal areas mm-hmm. are our mm-hmm. biggest. Yeah, so I think we have... Um, yeah, so I think they that season was really challenging with the bushfires mm. and, um, yeah, so that's been something. And then obviously COVID was super scary as well, even with our suppliers not knowing what was happening. But we already, yeah. that had started for us in the bushfires because we produce six months to a year in advance because we're doing such small quantities as well. So yeah. we quite far away because our stuff takes longer to get onto their production run as well so we were already seeing their effects with the bushfires that were happening here Mm. it was already happening in china and we were already feeling those effects so yeah two really small family businesses that we've had the whole way through as well so and they were saying one of them's very um she's very cool and um, and she was saying it was quite bad. And for her to say something was quite bad, I was like, this is going to be quite bad. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but we survived it. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, fun with homeschooling and yeah. being in Victoria. Obviously, we had a really long um, did. Yeah. lockdown. Mm. Uh, but for us, it also had benefits because Coco had that extra year to two years with her siblings at home that she wouldn't have because of the mm-hmm. age gap. So, um, yeah, there was lots of benefits to yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you felt like how about the Instagram algorithm? Like because yeah. obviously you've seen all sides of Instagram. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Us, and I think that coincided with the bushfire. So it was a combination. Combination of it. The perfect storm of things when yeah. the business yeah. was going up and down. And I think... That's something I've learned over the years that you do sign up to the business journey being up and down and there's normally various things and you learn from that and you move on. But um, that is what you're subscribing to when you get into business as well. Mm. It's not all up, it's not all down. There's lots of ups and lots of downs as well. Yeah. Just as you think you've got it mastered, something else will hit you. Yeah. (laughs) Constant challenges but it's also like, adrenaline rushes like fun at the same time always problem solving 
yeah, mm-hmm. it keeps it interesting, that's for sure. And I think, um, you know, becoming complacent is not a good thing as well in your business. There's so many people who say, well, when are you going to take a step back and when are you going to – But yeah, I've worked for bigger organisations and the founders are still involved as well. And I think it's, yeah, yeah I think that's still really important. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how, what's the, what's it, what does it look like since then? You're, you're saying that it's been an upward trajectory. It has been an upward. We have been affected by the latest interest rate rises. So yeah. obviously we're targeting families. So yeah. Yeah. they're seeing in that family sector, um, yeah. sales have really dropped in the babies and kids area in mm. particular. Um, and yeah, it's riding out the next economic whatever it's going to be it's gonna be yeah yeah so um yeah and it's it's trying not to subscribe like every other time to the media and everything that's going like that but it is I would say we're hitting another tough spot now yeah 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 another part of the story Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, how amazing. So what does life look like right now? Like how much are you working at the moment? Yeah. So I work full time in the business since my daughter's gone back to school. It's pretty much full time in the business every day. Um, And, but we're there to pick her up from school and drop her off from school. Um, And sometimes we've just moved warehouse this year's been, um, we've had a lot of changes this year. Yes. into a new warehouse as well which has yeah. been a mammoth undertaking so there's been a few yeah. more extra hours there um yeah so we've we've had a few changes and yeah that's required extra this year but mm-hmm. last year we had a lovely break which was really nice yeah. to take at the end of the year last year we had a bit of a trip away and it was nice yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you need moments like that when you're like living such a yeah, obviously roller coaster, unexpected. Is do you ever just find time to just sit back and just take a deep breath and like, wow, look what we've done? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> it's normally when we're on holidays or the kids say something. It's it's looking through the lens of the kids yeah. sometimes when they're in at work and they'll say something and you're like, wow, yeah, like yeah. Um, like it's a fresh perspective and a fresh lens. Yeah. Um, do they but, fully yeah. understand what you do? Like do, what do they think of yeah, what I you guys so. do? Our sons, <clears throat> one of our, our oldest sons pretty interested in e-commerce in general. He's doing like web design at school, which oh, I cool. so amazing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just had like a like a personality test kind of thing to see where he'd be suited and it said that he'd be suited to owning his own business and things like that, which oh. is pretty cool. Yeah. Does that make you excited? Do you it does. Get, yeah. It does. And he, he started working for us and he shows a lot of interest and asks a lot of questions. He's quite curious, which is pretty cool to yeah. um, be able to have that with him and he's something special. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's so exciting. I love, like, I've got a niece who asks some really cool questions and she's around seven. And I just love, I love getting that, yeah, they've they've got no idea and be able to, the opportunity to explain something is, I don't know, I really, I really enjoy that. Yeah, curiosity is such a cool thing to breed in kids, I think. And see where they take that is like, 
pretty amazing, you know, mm. like they'll put their own lens on it and, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying that next stage as well, although it's scary that you've only got mm. three more years left or, yeah. but it's also such a rewarding period as well and I think, um, yeah, having that time with them to do those things and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do they do they have a whole Mount and Co wardrobe or do they? Coco <laughs> uh, does because we, we weren't doing um, clothing when the boys were out of the clothing and they've always been really big kids as well, yep. so they were out of the clothing. Um, but they've got their own fashion team things now. Like it's yep. like, yeah, yeah, yep. on their own little trajectory with their yep. fashion. <laughs> they would have had your toys though. They did. They did yeah. have the toys. They had bedfuls of the toys. So yeah. 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 I yeah. It makes me so excited to think that yeah, when the kids get bigger, like obviously scary. But like, yeah, yeah getting to see what they're gonna do. Like, yeah. Do you think do you think your kids will work in your business or you want them to explore oh, their own way? as well I would mm-hmm. like to explore a bit of their own as well like they're always welcome to work with us as well but even now he's looking at part-time jobs and I'm like it would be good for him to see something else as that's well. right so, yeah um, for obviously you've had many years of business but it sounds like you have got so much to teach as well like do yeah. you yeah you sound like you've that's got so great. many years of wisdom under your belt I think having staff really makes you go on your own journey as well. Mm. Like it starts reflecting flaws that you have or things that you need to work on or triggers. And Mm. um, I found that growth really important to do that as well. So um, I think that comes from all those things, you know, managing people, also yeah. make you reflect on your own parenting as well. So it's a real um, combination of so many things. And yeah. I think I think you learn every day. I think every single day you're learning something else. So it's like being curious and I love that. I really geek out on that self-development stuff yeah. as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, is that something you, like, value in your business as well when you're employing staff? Like, do you really look absolutely. for that in your own staff too? Absolutely. Like, yeah. for example, one of the girls that started with us in um, as, like, an admin person, she's doing great. Like, she's taught herself so much. I'm, like, so impressed with, you know, it's attitude that she's been able to grow from where she started to what she's doing now in the business is just incredible. Like mm. she has grown so much. The things she teaches herself now, I'm just like blown away by, you know, mm. and it's, I don't know, there's so much satisfaction in that as mm. well. You know, seeing people take the ball and run with it as well. And it's, yeah, I hope our kids get those same opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And how do you feel? Like I asked my mum not that long ago, I reckon, like I think because I'm in the, obviously in the thick of it at the moment with a one-year-old and I keep thinking like imagine the day you get that nut, like those daytime hours back to work. Like how does it feel? Do you ever like really check in and be like, oh, my gosh, remember when, like and I've got all this time now or does it feel like you still don't have much time? Oh, I think you miss it. Yeah. 
it's crazy. It's like those little sayings where, you know, enjoy these time and you're like, yes. really? Like, yes. You, you know what I mean? When you're in the thick of it, I think yeah. there's moments of those times that um, I do miss. Like mm. there was so much beauty in the chaos, chaos. as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like it at the time, but when you look back on it, there is so much beauty in that chaos and I wouldn't change it for yeah. any because... Yeah, it's got us here today and yeah. we're still following what we want to do and, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, speaking of what is what is the future for Mia and Co, like do you have, like, I mean, if you can share, um, but is it just keep going or do you have new ideas, new things you want to do? What do you, yeah. like, what do you think the future looks like? That's a really good question. At the moment it's still day by day. I think, yeah. Um, we're, we're probably going to grow our women's wear. Like we've yeah. seen a lot of growth in that area. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just like we work with a little bit with the flow where the market takes us as well mm. um, and just enjoy the ride. Like as long as we're enjoying it, we'll keep yeah. doing it. So yeah. You sound very adaptable. Sounds like yeah. you're just, yeah, going with the flow. Yeah, we have. And I think. Yeah, the, what the business was 12 years ago it looks nothing like now, but it's yeah. kind of just ebbed and flowed with our family, with what our customers want yeah. and kind of just, yeah, go with it. Incredible. No, yeah. seriously, yeah. 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 yeah, I think that's incredible. I, like I think that is something that a lot of people could do with hearing is just to be reminded just to go with the flow. I think you can you can obviously get stuck in your own vision, your own ways and be really determined to just go with what you think. But um, I like that. Ref- I think I'm refreshed by hearing that just to be able to go with the flow a bit more. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I used to be such a goal planner and have to have mm. like going through school. I was like that. But being in the business with the ups and the downs, I think you've got to really mm. – surrender to that and be able to go with the flow it's like a river yes like a river go out to your roots yeah yeah like you have to be able to let go and flow a little bit more because you know I think when you get too rigid you miss opportunities as well like yeah yeah being able to go with the flow what your customers want all those things is yeah I don't know rather than battling against it as well yeah Speaking of home, do you go home very often back to Chica? I don't go no. home as much as I should. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to go home a lot more when the kids were younger, but as the boys have gotten older with weekend sports and things like that, it's a lot more tricky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. busy, busy. Yeah, totally. Now, nah, well, what an incredible story. Do you feel like you've told all corners of it? I think so. I think yeah. you yeah rocks over (laughs) yeah yeah if you could go back to um like 20 year old you with all the years ahead of like now that you know what it looks like what would you go and tell 20 your 20 year old self enjoy the ride enjoy the ride um yeah I think just enjoy the ride like yeah I loved my 20s so They're the best. Yeah, yeah. And how have you gone? You said like you had your own health um, things come up in the last few years. 
how do you feel like you're on it now like or is that something still it's probably taken so Coco 6 I reckon it's taken four or five years to get on top of everything get my hormones back into a balanced state Mm. um and thyroid everything it's taken a long time I think halfway through that journey and that's been hard because in COVID um they discovered that we had this gene mutation as well, which we don't have in our family. Mm. Um, and I'd gone for a routine colonoscopy and they'd found a heap of polyps in my bowel as well. And so now that's something else that um, mm. that they've discovered as well. Wow. And so I know I think the health stuff, and that came from it was put down to a birth injury and it wasn't a birth yeah. injury. Yeah, and so I hadn't been checked out or, yeah, and I had low iron for three or four years on top of everything else. And so trying to muddle your way through that. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. 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 So and working out what is stress, what is this, what is that, you know, Mm. like it has taken a long time, but this year is the first year I do feel like. I found a great integrated doctor which helped Mm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, integrate us. Um, so I was going to ask, like, what was the most pivotal thing that you've done having yeah. someone like that? Is that yeah. that's like having like a, a perspective of a doctor and a naturopath sort of? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, together, yeah. And looking at a lot more of that stuff and trying to get your hormones rebalanced and things mm. like that, um, that's been incredible. So, mm. yeah, I think birth, and I think that's for me having the gap because I had really bad morning sickness like a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, like that kind of throws, like the postpartum side is not really talked about that much. When yeah, what the toll it does take on your body as well. Yeah, yeah, huge. Like and we probably skipped over that a little bit, but like, what were, what were your births and postpartums like? Were they? Yeah. So first birth really good, natural. Second birth, he was ten and a half pounds and got mm. stuck, and so that was another. So there was yeah. a real to go back mm. as well so yeah. that yeah part of um and there was like a lot of um issues with prolapses and things like that after him so so postpartum even, was complicated for you yeah and so even being able to carry a third child I'd had to go and see someone before and yeah. all that, whether that was going to cause issues but yeah having a third one definitely restored my faith in the yeah system yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was really good. So. Yeah, do you think you had some fear around that third child? I had a lot of fear because yeah. he was breathing when he was born. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, you know when you don't hear those cries and yeah, um, I had cholestasis in pregnancy, which I had with both of the last two, and so from thirty six weeks old, thirty six weeks, you pretty much admitted into the hospital for monitoring yeah. and things like that. And what then, is it? Sorry polystatious it's where it affects your liver and can be quite harmful as high risk of stillborn oh Oh, wow and you get really itchy skin you know like the really itchy all over the body um yeah I didn't know it was a thing Mm, and I hadn't I haven't heard of that no so I got that wow Um, so for your second pregnancy or both both yeah boys yeah yeah so, yeah, so that would have been scary not having a, a baby crying at delivery then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but 
Yeah. Did you have it the third time around? I did have it the third time around as well. So but I had a really great obstetrician third time around and I still really wanted to try natural because I'd had two natural births mm-hmm. before. But mm-hmm. obviously with the issues that I'd had and the complications from the second birth, we weren't 100% sure. So it wasn't really, mm-hmm. no. And then he's like at the end, he's like, I reckon we could give this a go. And, yeah, she yeah. was yeah, we did have a normal birth, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and so past po- postpartum for you was it right the third time around then? That was the dip. That's when I had the health complications. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know. I think hormones, I don't know whether, I don't know what it mm. was, but that's when things started really, yeah, declining. Yeah, it's a bit wild being a female, isn't it? very well very well and no one talks to you about I think I think think for me no one talks about that next stage as well that perimenopause menopause how young it can start as well because like what is going on with my body all these things are starting to go all over the place and Mm. yeah trying to understand it I think it's not really talked about that much as well yeah yeah Yeah. a bit more now but yeah yeah, it's it's very interesting because I think there's so, especially with social media and like motherhood, there's that, all the movements on social media just to do with early motherhood. Mm-hmm. I think eventually, I think we'll see more of that as well right. as our influencer mothers enter that era too. Yeah. yeah, not knowing how early it can start. You know, like knowing it can start as early as in your thirties. It's mm. like all thirty. There's been people yeah I think that's been the shocking thing to me not knowing mm. anything around that side of things mm. and how that affects you and mm. you know, hormones and thyroids and all those things and yeah 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 so yeah what was your piv- most pivotal pivotal move then the integrated doctor integrated doctor 100%. Yeah. yeah yeah best thing we ever did yeah 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 well that's awesome that you're feeling on top of it yeah yeah. yeah yeah well what a story <laughs> what a story anything uh, else you want to share I think that's about it really I think yeah that's, that's life story <laughs> no that's the best honestly that's so so inspirational I think I've learned already so many things for me I remember I still remember getting my first piece of yours at my baby shower actually my best friend gave me uh, the little pair of pants with daisies on them the knitted pants yeah still kept them I'll hope maybe who knows if I have another girl but I'll definitely (laughs) be handing them down to somebody (laughs) yeah yeah they're my favorite that's amazing yeah well thank you so much for sharing a huge story I think I love and I that's that's one reason why I love this podcast is just getting the opportunity to hear um those sorts of stories and being able to have this huge different perspective and appreciation for brand like obviously your brand that we love um a whole different perspective of it now so thank you thank you thanks for having me my pleasure my pleasure (laughs) lovely to meet you yeah you too now seriously I really really am grateful for yeah spending some time with you and having that opportunity so thank you thanks so much yeah yeah it's so exciting well I wish you all the best you too with your journey as well thank you 
So are you freelancing at the moment or? Yeah, so I've I've worked for myself, graphic design. I've just mainly focused on branding, brand design. Um, From a real, I guess, a bit more of a holistic approach with brand experience and stuff. Um, But I've done that for five years, five, six years. Time goes fast. Um, Yeah, so I'm still doing that. I'm finding my feet in the juggle now. So I feel like it's taken this long. Well, not this long. She's what fourteen months today, actually. But I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting there. Yeah. And you have another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I cannot stop thinking about. Them. I'm like, I'm just yeah. finding myself again, and I'm just gonna throw myself straight back <laughs> in the deep end. Those days, I think you do just start to find yourself, and then you're back into it. But I, I think yeah. time around, there's a lot of comfort in. Um, yes. Although it's busier, there's a lot of comfort in your journey because you're more assured as yourself as a mother. You've yeah. had that as a mother and yeah. so you're a lot more assured. So it's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're not having to go through that transition of your lost self. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, because that's what I'm like already when I think forward, I think, well, I don't have to, like, I know how quick the stages move. Whereas when you're in them, you're like, this is forever. Like, I'm never going to be able to do anything again ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. And then all of a sudden you look over and they're walking and then they're yeah. still and it, it does go, you know, the irony, it does go so fast. It really does. And yeah. like I'm conscious of it every day. I have been since I was born and I just want to soak mm. it all up. Soak it all it's up. Like, yeah, it's it does. It's heartbreaking. Go fast. It is heartbreaking. It's I heartbreaking. struggle with it as well. Like when I look at, you know when you see those memes about like you've only got so many summers with your yeah. kids gone. I was like, oh no, like, I can't handle. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. life short too, so yeah. like when you break it down, it's like that's right. And I always say like I think they put life in perspective. Like with four kids, six months can pass, and who you don't see anything. Like nothing's changed. Like yeah. you might have a small change in your career and that's about it. But like when you've got a kid, especially in that first like five years, six months is so yes. crazy. Like six months that things change hugely. Like yeah. it's, it's insane. And they put life, yeah, they put time in perspective. Like just to like, yeah, she's 14, 14 months today. Like 14 months, yeah, yeah. 10 years, like, yeah, years ago it would have just been, well. Yeah, I think those initial bit, I think that initial six weeks, even us having the gap and going back to that, I think it's a rude shock, those six weeks. Yeah, like, yeah, because how that. old, you would have had a newborn and a what, month old? Uh, yeah, he was 18 months. 18 yeah, months. Two, two oh. years, actually, two years, yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, it was the toilet training, not being after, you know, stop yeah. breastfeeding and Yes. But you know what? Like it, you getting your rhythm, like first up, even being left alone, you're like you're outnumbered. And so you're like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> but you find your rhythm and yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Like, to be honest, once the other one gets to a certain, it almost entertains them, which we've yep. noticed with Coco, she hasn't had that. Like the boys used to entertain each other and race their cars and do whatever, whereas yep. Coco, at six still wants us to do things with her because she doesn't mm. have that. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's so interesting. I love. I'm in that phase where I love hearing people's dynamic of what age gap they had and how they found it because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want. I yeah. used to have that as well. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I still don't know what it was, but you can't really control it anyway. But yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much. Now, before you go, there's one last thing I would love to talk about. Have you got an eye for design or maybe a creative mind? Maybe you've considered starting a design business of your own or maybe you've already started one. Well, a few years ago now, I launched an online course called Design Biz Beginners. Simply put, I put my years of experience, mistakes and industry secrets into a 10-week online course for anyone wanting to start right from the beginning and set up their own graphic design business. I've taken the procrastination and guessing out of it and share with you my ingredients, systems and processes that have the potential to earn you up to a 10-figure month if you really put your head down. The feedback I've received from this course has been seriously incredible, pinch me, which makes me beyond excited for the impact that this course is making on the lives of other women that have run through this course already. Statements like, this course will hands down be the best thing you've ever done all year. I feel like I've taken a huge shortcut. This is literally the only online course you need. The amount of knowledge you have shared with us is honestly on third of. It's so perfect. I want to cry. <laughs> my favorite actually is this one. DBB has literally changed the course of my life. Like, wow, that's a serious statement. <laughs> The main reason I'm sharing this is because I've just made the decision to make this course evergreen, meaning it's going from only being open for enrollment twice a year to being available for enrollment 24-7, so you can pretty much dive on in whenever you'd like and go at your own pace. So good. If Design Biz Beginners sounds perfect for you right now, check out the show notes for the link. Otherwise, it's in my IG bio as well. And to celebrate going evergreen, I'm giving away three 40% off codes. No 10% codes around here. This is a 40% off code. <laughs> That's nearly half price. So if you would like that, use DBB40 in the checkout. And this code will only work three times. So three times three enrollments and it's gone so if this sounds like something you really love right now i would suggest going quite quickly to the checkout and using that code dbb40 and getting on your way to the design biz of your dreams so any questions send me a dm i'd absolutely love to contribute to your design business journey and see you skip gears trial and error like the other girls currently are.